This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And first up today, we are talking about the newly minted Sarawak governor um, because on Friday, Tun Dr. Wan Junaidi Tuanku Jaffa was appointed the 8th Sarawak governor, succeeding of course a giant in Sarawakian politics, um, Tun Pehin Sri Abdul Taib Mahmud, who had previously held the position of governor since March 2014 but had also of course held various other leadership positions within Sarawak state for Decades. decades. Yeah, I was going to say years. but Th- that, that, 33 years, in yeah. fact, as chief minister of Strawak. So, yeah, an extraordinary legacy that he leaves behind. Checkered, uh, there were, of course, there have been uh, detractors and there have been allegations of corruption. All kinds of things swirl around that man. But he was a giant, as you put up, as you said quite rightly, Lynn. Uh, the new incoming, uh, you know, governor, interestingly, uh, just today there was a report of him and his wife uh, going out in public in their own car with guards admittedly, and they go uh, to an ordinary kopi tiam and have uh, coffee with people. Well, I mean, that's, that's, I suppose, what you want to see. I think that in general, um, how should I put this? I think the news of this has been greeted in a number of ways. Firstly, of course, there are questions around... Um, around the fact that somebody who has for very long held the reins of power very tightly in Sarawak... Um, why Taib Mahmoud now appears to be letting go of those reins. So that's one thing. Um, in terms of Wan Junaidi, though, I think that there ha- there's, there's been general positivity surrounding this news. Uh, people are looking forward to it. Uh, polit- politicians in Sarawak, uh, political leaders in Sarawak all welcome this, uh, all seem to be saying that, you know, they think that he's got the right stuff in order to lead the state in the right direction. So it's an interesting thing. Yeah, though the position, and this is where we, we're going to be seeking clarification, is a largely symbolic and ceremonial one. The question, this man, Wan Junaivi, who I've interviewed, in fact, at BFM many years ago, uh, and many people have over the last couple of years, because he's been quite a prominent voice. Yes. You know, um, it, it's interesting to note that he now goes out of politics. What is a man who's very sober and very measured in his uh, political responses Is it a loss to the Malaysian political scene? Mm. So a variety of points to discuss, which we will be doing after this uh, with our guest, former Senator Robert Lau. Uh, We'd like to hear from you, though. We are talking about the appointment of Wan Junaidi Tuanku Jaffa as the 8th Sarawak Governor. If you have thoughts, if you have questions, that number to call is 7733-2900. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. It is 5.12 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. We're talking today about the latest development in Sarawak, uh, which is that the 8th Governor has been appointed. It is Tun Dr. Wan Junaidi Tuanku Jaffa, who was previously, of course, Dewan Negara President. And he is succeeding... um, Taib Mahmoud, um, who had previously held the position for a significant number of years. Let us know if you have thoughts or questions on this. That number to call is 7733-2900. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now, uh, we have former Senator Robert Lau. Robert, thank you so much for taking the time. 
Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Um, so the appointment of Tun Dr. Wan Junaidi Tuanku Jaffa was initially at least shrouded in a bit of mystery. We also didn't hear from the outgoing governor that he would be stepping down even though his term was coming to an end. Why do you think this was so? Is it just a matter of, of process? I think there are two parts to it. Uh, I think in Malaysia, when there's an uh, appointment of sensitive post, not by election, there's always uh, quite a lot of uh, secrecy, things kept under wrap. And the other point is I want to make is because it is in Sarawak, those in West Malaysia don't get to hear much of the news. But the coffee shop people here, those who are in the know, has been talking about the issue of who will be the next TYT. The current, uh, the TYT, the previous one, Tun Dai Mahmud, has been there for almost 10 years and his term is up in a month's time. So in terms of secrecy, not so much here, but I suppose there is lack of awareness on the West Malaysia side. Now, the news of the possible change came about the 19th. It was broken by one of our news portals. But it was only on the 22nd of the month that the Prime Minister Anwar Ibrahim acknowledged that a name had been submitted for the position of governor on the advice of the Sarawak Premier. Uh, could you help us understand what criterion was used uh, by uh, the by the Premier of Sarawak and his cabinet to, uh, to choose this uh, incoming governor? Well, if you base on the constitution of Sarawak, the, uh, there's very simple guidelines. Uh, there's nothing much really to be a Sarawakian born here. Uh, of course, they are looking for someone that is suitable uh, to take the post. And if you can see from even from other states in West Malaysia, the governor post tend to go to an ex-chief minister or someone who has been in active politics before. So I suppose... That is one criteria. Uh, with a polit- ex-politician, they will have some experience or someone that have been tried and tested already. So while PKR Sarawak had uh, denied rumours that they'd pushed for a Dayak or non-Muslim governor, typically is there any ethnic consideration in the choice? The uh, issue of ethnic identity for the post of governor was a big issue when Malaysia was formed and Sarawak uh, joining in the formation of the federation. The first governor at that time was proposed was an Iban, uh, uh, this uh, Tamangon Juga. And that was, uh, if we read the news uh, from the past, uh, Tunku Abdul Rahman opposed that because he said because the chief minister was an Iban already in Sarawak, so the governor should be a, a Malay or a Muslim. So there was that understanding, if you can call it that. So that was from the legacy of 1963. Uh, whether PKL denied it or not, there is not much news of being made out of this issue. Only one NGO voices out in the in his own media. And uh, yes, occasionally you hear the issue of why can't the Ibans be the uh, TYT? Now, let's talk about the man who's sort of dominated Sarawak politics for over four decades, Tun Pahinsri Abdul Taib Mahmud. Uh, first, uh, you know, he was the chief minister, in, I think 33 years, you know, outlasting yes. Dr. Mate as, uh, you know, prime minister, holding a kind of central position. Do we know any of the reasons for him stepping down uh, and not, or deciding not to continue another term? Right. Well, 
Well, I think this is a simple answer. His age really has catch up and his health is really, I think, failing him. And you can see that he's very frail now. So it is time after nine, nine years as governor, 33 years as uh, chief minister. Yeah. So it's not the surprise that he's stepping down this time. With that said, though, can you help us understand his legacy? Uh, his legacy of 33 years, mainly of the 33 years as chief minister, not so much as TYT, it's more a ceremonial uh, position. He has a very, very <laughs> long legacy. So it is for historian to write. Uh, from the day he was uh, appointed as chief minister, taking over from his uncle, within six, six years they have a fallout, the Ming court affair. Uh, there was a big... Uh, fight and subsequently then he becomes stronger and uh, there is the talk of the divide and rule how the uh, Dayak loose power Sarawak National Party was uh, dissolved the formation of PBDS uh, then there's also the legacy of him people will say that he is the one who actually brought development to Sarawak the politics of development was his uh, slogan. So, yes, there are. He is a controversial person, no doubt. You can probably put him together as Tun Mahathir. They came up together, but he outlasted Tun Mahathir by 11 years in the chief minister post, compared to 22 years of prime minister for Tun Mahathir. He is a strong man. He was an era at that time where Newly independent countries have strong men that rules, and they are very strong. Yeah, can we uh, sort of dig deeper into that legacy of development? Because there's a lot of discussion about the lack of distribution of the wealth of Sarawak, and not just the question of, uh, you know, corruption in the state, which we have, I guess, across the Federation is not a uniquely Sarawakian story. But what about the question of distribution? Has the wealth of Sarawak undertied? Was it distributed in a way that you could see generational change of opportunities and such? Uh, opportunities was abundant in Sarawak because we have a lot of natural resources by virtue of we are such a uh, big state and the population numbers are small. So opportunity is there. Whether it's well distributed or not, again, those who say that they got it, they work hard for it, they are, they are well into it. Uh, it's, you can say that it's not an even uh, level playing field for all Sarawakians. You must see that Sarawakians were still just coming out of, out of the, especially the native were still coming out of subsistence living. They are not into commercial or capit capitalist society mode of thinking. So yes, those who lose out will say, yes, it's not well distributed. Of course, we find that we can say a lot of things could have done, be done better. Yeah, uh, I suppose that's how the part of a growing country, a growing pain. We do have a question from a listener, Itam, who says, when will we see the resignation letter by Taib Mahmoud? And, and then adds, I think, a further article that kind of points to the issue of constitutionality um, of this move. Well, from the media that we, from the news in uh, in the media uh, that the media has put out, he did not resign. He was saying that he, uh, 
or he stepped down. Well, I suppose he, he stepped down early by one month. Whether the, there's a letter of resignation or not, I'm not sure. We will just have to take it at face value. That is the uh, prerogative of the uh, king. Uh, the Agong will be the person to decide to accept the resignation and to appoint a new person. Okay, so, well, we had this uh, installation last Friday uh, of the uh, young Dipoto Negri Asrawa, and, and also Wanjunaidi was given the federal honour, Tun. Um, why do you think he was chosen to succeed? Uh, what, what, what's special about his uh, character that makes him right for the role? Oh, I personally know... Uh, Wanjunaidi, Tung Wanjunaidi, from my days uh, in politics and also when I was a senator. Uh, he is a very qualified person. And this is very fortunate for Sarawak. Why him? Uh, there are, of course, other names I'm sure being uh, bandied around to be the candidates. I'm sure this type of post, there will be people interested in lobbying. So how he gets it, I would not know. But he is definitely one of the front runner. Even a few months ago, when we were talking about who will be a suitable candidate, yeah, one Junaidi name has come up. And perhaps as an extension of that question, help us understand the role of governor. Is it one that is purely symbolic? Uh, no, it's not purely symbolic. I think in Sarawak, it's different from those uh, states in West Malaysia. I think the role of the TYT is less so. But in Sarawak, it's much more. If we look at our constitution here, uh, there are some of the power. You can say there's actually executive power is given to the uh, TYT. I've been the local council in two counts, two local councils in Sarawak. The appointment of councillor chairman actually has to get the consent of the TYT. The TYT decides it's not by the TYT on the advice of the chief minister or on the advice of minister. There are quite a lot of power given to the TYT post. And also, in fact, under, the article, uh, under our federal constitution, uh, before the amendment was made, uh, in Article 122, when the TYT has the power to appoint judicial, judicial commissioner, the equivalent of high court, for Sarawak. That power was take was uh, repealed uh, quite a few years ago. So TYT in Sarawak played a bigger role than those in West Malaysia. Very interesting. Now, um, you know, one Janaidi as an individual politician over the last couple of years has played a fairly active role. Um, he's often a sober and measured voice in times of conflict. Will his new role as governor be a loss to the country and the country's politics? Uh, I would say that it's a loss to definitely to the Senate. I was with him just for a few weeks before I uh, my turn finished. He is a big plus for the Senate, for our legislative system, yes, for the country. But on the other hand, he's a big gain for Sarawak. Uh, we got a very steady, measured, uh, experienced hand as a TYT. It's a good, uh, it's a good thing for Sarawak. Maybe indirectly will benefit Malaysia as Malaysia politics driven by West Malaysia now is uh, so convoluted. You have to look to Sarawak to lead. 
Robert, just a quick follow-up. As uh, you know, somebody who's formerly of the Senate, uh, what have you? What are you hearing about the replacement for Wan Junaidi um, heading the Senate? Is, are we going to see another Sarawakian in that position? I've been out of the Senate for the last six months, so I'm really out of that uh, news uh, from that from that area. Whether it be a net Sarawakian or not, I don't really know. Uh, there's another five or six Sarawakian senators. Uh, maybe we'll go to someone more senior again with uh, some uh, cabinet experience, I think. There are a few former ministers, I think, sitting in the Senate. And in closing, do you have any final thoughts, especially for those of us um, on the peninsula who might be less familiar with what this change means for Sarawakians? Well, I think which, uh, my last thought would be to those who are not don't hear much about Sarawak, you get to hear something about Sarawak this round, do expect more and uh, that one Junaidi is very learned, he knows the law and he reads heavily, he's an avid reader and he really knows that Malaysian Agreement 1963, I think you will see a, a more vocal uh, stand taken by Sarawak, uh, not only from the uh, executive and now we have a TYT who really knows what is what is all about. I think, yeah, do hear more from Sarawak. Robert, thank you so much for speaking with us today. All right, thank you very much. That was former Senator Robert Lau talking to us about the appointment of uh, Wan Junaidi Tuanku Jaffa as the 8th Sarawak, Sarawak governor, um, succeeding, of course, Tun Taib Mahmud in the, uh, previously. Let us know if you have thoughts or questions on this. You can call us, you can send us a voice note or WhatsApp, you can tweet us, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the VFM app.